Hey everyone, welcome to this impromptu episode of Misaligned. So you will be getting two episodes from us in one week. I don't know if that's lucky for you guys or unlucky for you guys, but it's happening. So Megan, since you have our also impromptu guest joining us today, why don't you go ahead and introduce her? Yes, um, this is actually Kayla St. Ange, who you might recognize from the AP.net forums or on her Twitter, which is at Kayla Sanajo. I hope I said that right. <laughs> I, yeah, that's pretty pretty much it. It's like an old high school joke that I refuse to let die and keep using as a username. So, Right. And we're doing this episode today because of some accusations that have been made towards one of the band members in Better Off. And all of us kind of thought the way the band responded wasn't you know, the best way to go about this. But Kayla, since you are our guest today, why don't you go ahead and explain the situation a little better? All right. So the basic gist of the situation is that the woman in question, Kayla Phillips, is the lead singer of a band called Bleed the Pigs, which is a like progressive hardcore band. And the man who she has accused, David Hobbs, was actually in the band with her. Uh, They had previously dated, and she says that while they were on tour, they were sharing a bed while they stayed at a hotel, and she woke up to him making inappropriate sexual advances to her, like groping her, all that kind of gross stuff. And she says that immediately after that, like the next morning, she told her bandmates about it. So supposedly her entire band knew about it. And the man in question apparently told her that he was going to out himself and tell their friends because being a part of a political band like that, you kind of can't do stuff like that and still be a part of a band that claims to be against that kind of thing. And that was eight months ago. And clearly he has not done that. So Kayla wrote a statement on her Tumblr basically just outlining what happened, what she has been waiting for him to do. And I guess the gist of it after that is he told her that he was going to do this and then bailed out of their apartment lease and decided to go on tour with Better Off. So yeah, that's pretty much it. She said that she didn't really like she wasn't intending to ruin the band's name or anything, but that she just wanted to let people know that this is the kind of person that was on tour with them. Right. And We're not going to really speculate on what did or didn't happen in this episode. We're here to kind of just talk about how things progressed from her writing her post and then better off, you know, putting out their own post, which was by Luke. So it wasn't even by the guy who was being accused. And we kind of just want to go over that and talk about how things have progressed if this was you know the right way to go about this and Megan I know you have a lot of thoughts on this but what I want to know is what are your thoughts on you know putting these things on social media sites like Tumblr and Facebook in this instance? I think it's actually a good thing to put it out there. Sometimes it's really hard to actually speak up in person about what's going on And with the age of social media, it's allowing information to just go quickly across the whole globe, I guess you could say. Um, I know 
I shouldn't have read the comments because that was an absolutely terrible idea. Yeah, and that's another thing I wanted to bring up. Do you think it would have been better, you know, maybe if she had gone through a place like Safer Scene that's popped up or, you know, a publication where you can kind of turn off comments for specific posts because on Tumblr, obviously, you can reblog things, add your own comments. and Facebook, you can just outright comment on a post. So for both of them posting on social media, do you think maybe it would have been better for them to, you know, possibly go through a publication? I know bands that don't have publicity and that sort of thing maybe might not think things through completely before, you know, I wouldn't necessarily say retaliating, but responding to accusations in the way that Better Off did. You know what? That's kind of hard to say. It really, really is because even just putting something out there on a public forum takes a lot. Right. And sometimes you do have to deal with the criticisms that come with that. I know that in the comments there was someone saying that this is just the latest trend, that hipsters are doing this. And that infuriated me because we have seen a rash of women coming forward about their sexual assaults on Facebook, on Twitter, on Tumblr. And how many have happened in the past few weeks? There's been quite a few, not just this one. Um, Trying to think, the guy from Swans was accused a few weeks ago of sexual assault, and the woman came forward on her Facebook. Right. Um, Kayla, if you have any input, I know you've talked about this too, so please feel free to jump in. (laughs) Yeah, sorry, my computer's not saying Um, I think that Kayla is a really smart person and she knows exactly what she's doing, posting it on her personal blog instead of going through a publication. I think what a lot of people don't realize and like the comment that I see most about this over and over again is like, why didn't you just go to the police? Why didn't you do that? And especially in a case like this where it wasn't like a like I'm trying to think of the best way to phrase this. It wasn't like a full penetrative assault I guess it was more of a what she says it was more of like a a situation where he was groping her and I don't know if you guys have ever talked to law enforcement about anything like this but they are not helpful a lot of times about these things especially when you can't say like oh he held me down and did this this and this Because in a lot of people's mind, it's like, well, why didn't you scream? Why didn't you fight back? Why didn't you do this? And when you have police officers who are willing to sit there and not only discount your experiences, but oftentimes completely talk you out of trying to press charges or taking what people would call the proper legal recourse, pretty much the only option you have left after that is to just let people know what happened to you so that they don't interact with that person. Right. And bringing up law enforcement there is kind of a key thing. And I mean, she did wait eight months. So some of the problems that come about when you report things so much later after the fact with law enforcement, it's sort of a thing where, you know, a lot of times they'll need physical proof for you to kind of be able to press charges against someone and that sort of thing. But if you wait X amount of, you know, weeks, months, years later, as we've seen in some cases, there's not a whole lot that, you know, legally can be done. And 
I'm not, you know, siding with either law enforcement or victims in this case, but it's when it you wait so long, it's kind of a fine line there. And I feel like this is always going to be something that this issue is going to come across with. You guys know what I mean? I think the main, yeah, I think the main issue is that it is so hard to report a sexual assault because of the climate surrounding like the, just like the victim blaming culture that we live in. Right. That I feel like for the most part, whenever you, like when people try to do what, what you would call the correct thing, they're often shamed further. And so to change that and to make like, to take that fine line away and make it easier, we have to kind of look towards the culture and try to change that in the first place. Because I mean, according to rain, which is the rape abuse and incest national network, 68% of sexual assaults aren't reported because people are afraid that they will like, that the police won't believe them, that the person who did it to them will find them and hurt them further. And even when it is reported, so okay, so according to their statistics, out of 100 rapes, 32 get reported to the police. Only seven of those lead to an arrest. And after that, only three are referred to prosecutors and only two will lead to a conviction. So only two rapists out of every 100 will ever even see a day of prison or repercussion. And that's a huge problem. Yeah, and like you mentioned with the whole shaming culture we have going on, considering how many more cases we've seen and, you know, accusations we've had late as of late, especially within the music industry or even, you know, the Bill Cosby case, these things are getting a lot more attention now than they used to. So it's really baffling that there are still people who are like, oh, I don't believe you. You're just doing this for attention and that sort of thing. But, you know, if the person isn't someone who is super famous like Bill Cosby, it's really hard for these things to gain any sort of real traction and, you know, bring real results to the issue. And I think another thing is some people have issues disassociating an actual individual's personality from their stage persona, from how they are with strangers and friends. And a lot of that leads to, oh, well, this person could never have done such a thing. I know them. They're great. And this is in part where a lot of the blaming comes into effect, where we see people taking the sides of the accused without even really listening to what the accuser has to say. Um, I know that when I was in high school, um, someone that I knew actually falsely accused someone of inappropriately touching her in a classroom. And the fallout from that was really bad because people took the side of the accuser, or not the accuser, I'm sorry, the accused, because they knew the person's personality. They were there, they witnessed it. And despite all of these witnesses coming forward and saying, this never happened, the school took the side of the accuser and actually put disciplinary action against the accused. And that's just one anecdote. It's a terrible situation. And it's really sad when you see stuff like that play out. And in this culture, there can be false allegations. I'm not doubting that. I'm not denying that or anything. We saw what happened um, two years ago with the Conor Oberst case. However, 
there's no set percentage about the actual statistic of false allegations. It's and currently really it's, <laughs> it's between anywhere from two to 10 percent. And there's really, really no way to fully know. And it's safe to assume that most women wouldn't lie about something like this. Um, but there are a very small percentage of people and women that would lie just for attention, just say, hey, I don't like this person, so I want to mess up their lives for the, forever. And some will even do it. I know you mentioned, you know, Connor Oberst. Some people will do it to famous people, you know, trying to kind of get a settlement out of them, whether or not something happened. Because when you have the false allegations, you know, it becomes a he said, she said thing even more so than legit allegations. And I feel like even though that's such a low percentage, that might be why people are so wary of believing accusations, especially when, you know, it happens with actors, people in the music industry and that sort of thing. But we've covered kind of Kayla's side of things and how she went about, you know, putting out these allegations for the Internet, the world to see. But Kayla, I kind of wanted to pick your brain a little about how you felt about the way Better Off kind of responded to these allegations. Well, okay, so I've read their statement through a couple of times, and while it is important to note that there is an extremely low percentage of false like of false accusations, it's it's really important for people to remember that women don't really gain much, especially in a situation like this where it's like a guy who happens to tour with this pretty small pop punk band. Right. And just I feel like there there are ways like I'm not saying that you should net like that you're not allowed to doubt a person's statement because obviously that's an incredibly human reaction, especially if you're like close friends with the person who's being accused. Right. But there are ways to do that without completely throwing them under the bus because you have to be willing to give the benefit of the doubt to both people. And in their like their statement is I, I don't want to say okay, it's ridiculous. It is completely insensitive. It appears to have like according to Kayla who posted several screenshots of texts that she had received from members of Better Off, it's just callous and uncaring. What, what they say is that they unconditionally stand by it. They say that she's lying. They say that their vibe is always right, which is ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and then most telling of all about how they feel about women who decide to come forward, they say that you need to get off the internet because it's not your reality. Um, the internet is not a vacuum. Like, real people post on the internet. The things that happen on the internet are tied to real-life events. And over and over again, in every single case, we've been talking about this same thing for over a year now with various musical artists being accused of things on social media. And I just think it's really important to remember that the internet is a real place. The things that you say on the internet matter and in fact, I would wager that they might matter more because you can screen cap something that somebody says on the internet and that's going to go away. <laughs> right. And like tweets. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. And the internet not being reality is kind of 
you know, not the best way to phrase that because ever since the internet was invented, it's become such a huge reality for everyone. I mean, we see it every day. People are on their laptops, their tablets, their phones. It's like we're glued to the internet. So telling people to get off the internet, one, isn't reasonable, and two, is never going to happen. So, you know. Not to mention that I think what a lot of people forget is if you think the internet isn't real, then why do you bother posting your rebuttal there? Right. Why not just ignore it like you seem to want everybody else to do to what the like the victim is saying? Yeah, and it's like the reason why their last album did pretty well was because of the internet. If we didn't have the internet, do you know there's so many bands we wouldn't even know about. You know what I mean? Especially in the pop punk scene, which is full of tons of bands. And I feel like Better Off didn't really do themselves any favors reacting the way that they did. And I don't know about you guys, but I think whoever is kind of tied to the band and not necessarily in the band, you know, if they have any friends who help out with publicity or tour managing or whatever, I feel like those people might want to maybe take a step back and kind of reevaluate who they're working with. That's just something I personally would do. And we've seen this happen with other bands. I believe it was Romp who had a member who was also accused of assaulting someone and they basically distanced themselves and, you know, kicked the person out of the band or, you know, they mutually agreed for the person to leave and it didn't explode into this big thing, kind of like what this just did, you know, this weekend. Yeah, I think what people need to remember is that, like, if you want to stand by your friend, that's your business. However, just from a logistics standpoint, it would have been so easy to just post a Facebook status saying, we're aware of these accusations, we are taking time to evaluate them, and we will be stepping away from this tour. Right. If they had said something like that, instead of firmly aligning themselves and blatantly calling the calling Kayla Phillips a liar, I think that this situation would have played out way differently. Yeah. I agree. Well, is there anything else we want to cover on this? I know we wanted to do this as a quick episode, and things will probably come up as we get into this more and, you know, a few more days go by because, as we mentioned at the beginning of the episode, all we have right now is a, what, a Tumblr post, some screenshots from Kayla, and then the Facebook post. So, I don't want to say that those things don't matter. They obviously do. But to me, those aren't really necessarily official things or official, you know, acts that you can take to sort this thing out. If she does end up going to the police, that would definitely be something we'd be interested in talking about further. But do you guys have anything else, Megan? I think that this is something that we should still continue to have discussions about. Right. We can't really change the culture behind it unless we openly talk about it. Um, We need to understand that putting the blame on the victim is not okay. It's not their fault for anything. We can't put blame on working relationships, how they interact with each other, um, what they were wearing, if they were under the influence of something or not. Or even if they said yes, 
to something and changed their mind and said no. It's this whole culture of talking about consent as well. Without consent, there's really things begin to fall into a gray area. Like if someone is under the influence of something and can't make decisions for themselves, like they're so intoxicated or inebriated that it's time for them to actually stop drinking or time for them to go home to their friends and be watched carefully. Or if they're asleep or unconscious, overpowered by force or mentally incapacitated, there's a huge possibility that an assault can happen. And what I'm trying to say here is under those circumstances, consent isn't given. I think it's really important to remember that like the concept of enthusiastic consent, it's everybody's responsibility to make sure that the person that you are trying to initiate sexual contact with is on board and wants what is happening to happen. So in this particular statement, Kayla says that she was asleep. Uh, I don't know about you guys, but the last time I said yes to something in my sleep was probably never. Right. And I also think that another thing to remember when dealing with situations like this, I've seen a lot of comments talking about how she didn't act like she was supposed to. And I think that that's a whole other topic of conversation where you have people who have this idea from like movies or TV shows about how a victim of rape is supposed to respond. And the fact of the matter is that everybody responds differently. Just because you aren't like screaming or struggling doesn't mean that you didn't like that you deserved what happened to you and i think that it's also really important in this particular case to keep in mind that kayla phillips is black and there is a long history of people in music silencing like women of color in situations like these and that we have to factor that in as well right well thank you so much kayla for coming on and talking about this I'm sure we will do some follow up in future misaligned episodes. And, you know, as I mentioned, this is something we've discussed on previous episodes. And as long as it's not going away as a problem, we will probably keep opening a dialogue about it. So if anyone has any questions or feedback, feel free to email us misalignedpod at gmail.com. It will be in the show notes. And thank you guys for listening.